This is Weekly Woman by Jubilance for PMS. Hi, everyone. It's Alice here, your host of Weekly Woman. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? It's a question we've been asking each other a lot. And before COVID, it was just a pleasantry you always responded to with, I'm fine, thanks. Doing well. I'm great. Even if you're not doing so well. Can we finally stop and really ask, how are you? And can we really respond, how are you? How are you really? How are you feeling today? What's going on? We're in such troubling times with so many unknowns. We don't know when this will end and there's no end in sight. And all of us are struggling with different problems whether it's job security, taking care of your family, worried about our society, or being sick. It's time to think about our answer to, how are you, and allow ourselves to be vulnerable. The person asking you is probably in the same boat. For me, exercising is a way to really figure out my feelings. I exhaust every muscle until my brain stops spinning in circles and I can really get to what I want. This week, we have Melissa Ricci joining us to talk about her journey from professional dancer to fitness trainer and how she started a Pilates studio. She's been teaching virtual classes from her living room during COVID, so I thought it was fitting that we talk to her today. Melissa Ritchie moved from the world of professional dance into fitness in 1995. Becoming a certified personal trainer, she began sharing her passion for dance and fitness with a diverse clientele at some of New York City's leading health clubs. She then attended the prestigious Kane School of Core Integration, which is known for its intensive Pilates curriculum and concentration in core muscle anatomy. With her extensive training, she started base fitness with her husband in 2002 to better address individuals' muscular imbalances and physical limitations that often hindered their sports performance and activities of daily living. She teaches Pilates on the pier for New York Parks and Recreation, where I first found her classes. <laughs> and she joins us today to talk about her wide-ranging career. So thank you for being on. Yay, thank you for having me. <laughs> so tell me first, what is your favorite outdoor activity? It, you know, it's walking. I, it's so boring, I know, but walking, walking, walking. And because I live in New York City, I don't need a car and I can walk, walk, walk. And I'm a people watcher. So it, it kind of is great. I can walk anywhere. And especially right now, because I really don't want to get on the subway. Yeah. <laughs> I've been walking everywhere and just exploring, you know, the city in, in all shapes and forms and and definitely interesting people are out right now. <laughs> What's the craziest thing that you've seen either like on your walks now or like just in life in general in New York? You know, there, there's this contingency of homeless people that one in particular, this gentleman, and he moves around the Upper West Side a great deal. And he has always has a chair. And I just don't understand where he's gotten this chair from. And they're different chairs though. Sometimes it's like a straight back chair. Sometimes it's a chair on wheels. And he really goes all over with his chair and his belongings. He's got like a headband. He looks like a throwback from the 60s. 
And he's with different clusters of people. And so I, I guess I, you know, on one hand, I'm always so sad when I see all the homeless people because I think there's a reason they're homeless. Like, how did they get there? What is their story? You know, often mental illness is a part of that. But I'm thinking this man must have been such an interesting human being. Like, who was he? And how is he that he has the wherewithal to have a chair at all times? And then he sits in it. And then he gets up and he moves it around. And also he's near Trader Joe's a lot of times. And so you see him out there. I don't know. And so that's part of like the, the whole people idea and like, who are these people? And, and, and yeah, my heart is often like, how did they get there? You know, how, how did they get there? And how could I help them? I don't know how I can help them. You know, so. Yeah. I think that's the most interesting thing. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and what is your favorite Pilates pose? Oh, hands down teaser. Teaser, teaser, teaser. So that's where we roll up and we come up to a balance. Um, I just, there's many variations to it. And it's one of the harder ones. That's why it's called teaser, I think. Um, but anybody can do it in different forms. And depending on the day you're having, it, it sort of puts all the work together because it, it just requires flexion, extension. I don't know, it just feels good. <laughs> That's great. What's your favorite type of Pilates class that you teach? I'd say flow, 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 flow. I like to move. I really like to move. And then, you know, if we meet obstacles along the way that we can kind of like work through that. And you can always backtrack from it, but I just, and I think that comes from my dance background that I just like to move. I really like to just move. <laughs> yeah. Can you talk a little bit about your dance background? So you started off in dance. I did. Um, I started off as what I like to call like a Dolly Dinkle dance studio, <laughs> like my local studio. You know, <laughs> my mom was like, I, you need to do something. I was like four. And she said, so the local dance studio, it was like Linda's dance studio. And so I started doing that. That's where I met my best friend, actually, that I'm still friends with to this day. Um, yes, we've gone through many stages of life together. And as I started to get a little bit older, I really loved ballet, but they didn't have a strong ballet program. And I grew up in New Haven. And so the Connecticut Ballet was there. Um, so I auditioned for their school, which I guess it would be like what a pre-professional program is today, but they didn't really call it that. And then as I studied more intensively, I was invited to be in their junior company. And so I was able to dance at the Schubert in New Haven, which is actually, this is before it was renovated. So it was kind of like, is this stage going to hold or is it going <laughs> to collapse? The ceilings look a little, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> but it had such a history to it because for years, so many shows had their start there before they came to Broadway. That's where they would do their trials. So um, and then I moved to New York City. I w attended NYU. I did not major in dance. My mother was insistent that I knew how to dance. She was not paying for a degree in dance. Um, <laughs> so I picked English literature. Great. <laughs> you know? Which I love to read and write, so that worked out really well. Um, and then I just, during my summers of school, I did summer stock and regional theater, and I did soaps and off-Broadway and all that kind of good stuff. Um, for many, many years. Uh, I did have a major injury. I dislocated my knee while I was <laughs> on tour. Um, so that wasn't so great. And then I ended up subsequently having two knee surgeries. 
which sort of started to shorten my dance career a little bit because it was very painful. And I'd also been in a car accident. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> so that sort of all coupled together was like a perfect storm. Um, but, but I always say there's like a positive side to everything because all the physical therapy I did kind of really led me to personal training and oh. what I do now. So I sort of took a lot of that with me to what I, you know, what I do today. And I have a lot of special population people. I have people with MS and Parkinson's and um, I run a cancer exercise group through the Y called Live Strong. Huh. Um, so I have a sense of having injured myself so much. And also through dance, you just, that's what you do. You injure yourself. <laughs> you know, you be eight shows a week. You can't not beat your body up. So I, I just know when someone's in pain, I understand that and the frustration of trying to get somebody out of pain and, mm. and, um, and my husband, I mean, that's kind of tie it together a little bit, how we started base fitness. He was a personal trainer and I actually met him at a gym. It's like a classic story, but I, I dated somebody else for a little while <laughs> and I was still performing at that point. And then he and I just started talking like we were very good friends. And then we ended up dating and um, it was like by our second date, it was like, this is the man I'm spending my life with. So, um, and he felt the same way, which was good because we made each other laugh immediately, which was a good thing. You have to laugh. 27 years later, we are still laughing. Mm -hmm. um, but he said, why don't you consider personal training? Because he would talk to me about his clients and they would say, well, have you tried this? Have you tried that? And mainly because of all the PT that I'd done. And so he really kind of pushed me and he said, you can still perform and do this. And then if you decide you don't want to perform, there's something else. And, you know, and when you're a dancer and that's all you do, when you stop dancing, it feels like it, it's almost like you've left something behind. But I realized I didn't. I brought it with me. Oh, that's great. It, it just took on a new form. Huh. Um, you know, so there's like a little period of time where you're like, oh, God, you know, because theater becomes, for lack of a better description, like your church, <laughs> you know, it's just sort of your thing. It's your ritual and, and all the different people that you meet. But I realized it didn't have to stay there. It did come with me in so many ways. Um, so that's how we started Base Fitness. Um, we just felt like we needed to serve the needs of our clients a little bit better. Mm -hmm. um, we have become like the intermediary between if they have physical therapy and we know that how health insurance works, you get like five visits and you're healed. Not really. <laughs> so we kind of stepped in at that point. And I know it's really like, really? You have shoulder surgery. I don't understand. No. Um, so we've been able to forge a lot of relationships with PTs and with orthopedists actually, so that we are the go-between to help them kind of function in life. Wow. Um, and if clients do have issues, we see them more frequently than a doctor or PT would. So we're like, something's not right. Like, I may not know what it is, but we can like report that back to the doctor so that, you know, they have a better quality of life. I have to say, like our clients, we, some of the clients we've had, I think they've known my husband longer than, than me. So in fact, all of them are like at our wedding, you know, <laughs> so they're, they're family. They're like family, you know, to us now and family to our daughter, you know, um, we've been very fortunate, very lucky. 
And, uh, and then we branched out, you know, I started teaching more and the wellness program actually Pilates on the pier. Um, again, six degrees of separation, my husband's best friend that he grew up with, uh, his mom was a real advocate for the community. She always was. So anytime I teach that class, I think of her because she passed away about three years ago. She was insistent that there needed to be a health and wellness program for the community. And her son worked for the Parks and Rec Department. And she was like, you need to find a way to provide some programming. And I know Melissa can do this. And so, you know, I really credit it to her that this is the 19th year, I think, that I've been doing that program. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I'm like, oh God, am I really that much older? Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I love that programming. I love like, they have like all of the, like the film yes. here, but then they also have all of those wonderful exercise classes. And now virtually yeah. so many more people can participate as well. Which, you know, we always had to cancel if it was raining or there was a thunderstorm or whatever. So now I said, this is amazing that we have this option because next year, hopefully we'll be outside, but if it's like 100 degrees out, we can say, hey guys, we're gonna take it inside where it's safer and we can still have class. Wow. Um, and I see this, I've seen the same people for 19 years, which is also crazy, like in the neighborhood, I'm like, hey, how was your fall and your winter <laughs> and your <laughs> spring, and I'll see you in the summer, you know? Uh, so, and some of them have joined the Y, which has been great, because then I do get to see them in the off season, <laughs> which is, you know, amazing. <laughs> really where cool. Base fitness located. Where where do you guys practice? So we pra we practice really all over the place. It's in oh, our cool. home now. So we we really basically go into people's homes, mm -hmm. or a lot of people have gyms in their buildings now. So we'll go into those buildings. Um, <clears throat> I, there's some facilities that allow just trainers and clients to come in. Oh, great. I, I'm also very fortunate, again, like the why, I love the why because it's so community oriented, but they allow outside people to come in and work there in the Pilates studio. So I can bring outside clients in. I mean, it is a little bit through the why, but um, it's just access to the studio, which is fantastic. Wow. And so we're kind of all over the place. And now we are virtual with many, many of our clients. And I have to say, I am so impressed by my 80 something year old clients. Who were like, send me the Zoom link. Okay, I'm ready. Wow. And they're like, they're like, can you see me? Because I can't see my head. So you probably can't see it. And they're adjusting the angles. And then they're moving it down to the floor. Oh, God. It's been awesome. Awesome. I mean, I miss hugging them. But, I, you know, I'm, I'm like, oh, you know. But we stay connected with so many people, which has been great. Um, and, and a few of them are like, oh, uh, did you repaint the walls? I like that color. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, let's take a tour. Yeah. Oh, look, these are the shelves that Matt's building, you know? <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. What have you guys been up to in quarantine? You were talking a little bit before we, like, started. <laughs> right. Um, I, we've been moving our furniture around. That's really what we've been doing, back and forth, back and forth. Um, and I do say sliders are invaluable underneath your furniture. It just moves so much better. Oh. Yeah. In two seconds flat, we can, we can move the living room around. Um, but I would say I'm a big organizer. In fact, my family makes fun of me because I burn out my label maker. And they're like, you would label us if you could. I'm like, wow. I would. And everything's labeled. But then they're like, where is the toothpaste? 
I'm like in the basket that says toothpaste, but they don't <laughs> read anything. Nobody reads anything. They still ask me where everything is. So, and reading, I'm a big reader. So I've just been reading a lot, a lot of trashy stuff. What what should we be reading? What are you? Oh God! Well, it, and this isn't trashy. Jennifer Weiner, I love her books, and she just came out with a new book. I'm like, I wrote it down because I was like, I have to remember because oh, I read everything. What is it? It is Big Summer. It was great. Oh. It it was so good. And then Kristen Hanna, I love her books. She's just an amazing storyteller. Um, and what's the other one? Oh, Emma Straub, All Adults Here. Huh. Fabulous. Okay. And then, and then, you know, I'm, I'm kind of doing like some intense stuff with, you know, Underground Railroad, which I'm doing little bits at a time. And then I love um, Doris Prince Goodwin because she does a lot of historical stuff. And interestingly enough, this one book I'm reading is about presidents in turbulent times. <laughs> wow. How time. I'm just, I'm just looking for inspiration. I'm looking for inspiration. That's all I'm going to say. Um, that's it. But yeah, I, I mean, I definitely, I, I, I do read a great deal. Um, and, and so, yeah, we've been doing that and cleaning and organizing. And, um, and like I said, just, yeah, and vacuuming. I have cats. I vacuum a lot. <laughs> what kind of cats do you have? So they're, they're, we adopted them. They're brothers. They're, one of them is part Maine Coon. So he's, they're both huge. They're like 16 pounds whoa they're not fat they're fluff they are fluff but they're like i know we we like do a check on them to make sure they're fit too um we're like mm, a little sausage <laughs> in quarantine i don't know um but they're fluffy and they're big and and they're mushes they're really good but they misbehave tremendously when i teach <sighs> them. bless you bless you <laughs> um <clears throat> they they sleep for like 20 hours a day but the one hour that i teach they're like oh what can we do? <laughs> yeah, I always see them walking around in the background, which is very fun. <laughs> yeah, or one of them, Diesel especially, likes to put his head right into the camera. And he's just like, oh, Hello. hi, hi. <laughs> and I always get comments and, you know, like in the chat. And I'm like, guys, are you actually doing class? You're just watching my cats. What are you doing? I'm working really hard here. I can't see anybody. I'm sweating. Are you joining me? Come on. <laughs> So we've got to stop and talk about our sponsor, Jubilance for PMS. It's a daily supplement that helps you be you. Jubilance is an over-the-counter nutritional supplement shown in clinical trials to relieve the emotional symptoms of PMS. That means less stress, anxiety, and more of getting back to your life. You deserve to be your best self all month long. And thanks to modern science, PMS is now optional. It's the first and only product for emotional PMS backed by real science with double-blind, placebo-controlled, peer-reviewed studies. And it works. I work for Jubilance because I'm here to help women, and this is the real deal. Jubilance isn't just a product. It's a global mission to make PMS mood swings a thing of the past. The Jubilance Sisterhood is a movement of thousands of strong women escaping the PMS struggle with science, sharing, and communal support. We're here for you each week with stories of amazing women, your weekly playlist on Spotify, and for you to dish and cry about periods on our Facebook group. So why not give Jubilance a try? Go to www.jubilance.com to learn more. Can you talk about how you got into Pilates? What what led you to? to it, it was it, injuries. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was, and I had a, a friend, a fellow dancer who 
and this was early on when I was dancing, that they, they really didn't send dancers to physical therapy, like initially. Oh. Um, they were like, oh, go to Pilates, because they really didn't consider dancers athletes, which is odd. Yes, very odd. Yeah. <laughs> go figure. So my, I had sprained an ankle very badly, and my friend said, you should really try Pilates, because it's non-weight bearing, and you'll be able to realign things and rehab the injury. So I did it for a little while. And at the time, Pilates was very expensive, especially for like a starving student and performer. <laughs> so, you know, so I was like, okay, I'll take what I know. And I did have some ballet teachers that incorporated Pilates to the beginning of classes. But I would say my injuries led me to the teacher trainings that I started to do. Um, and then I, I was fortunate because the gyms I was at offered different Pilates programs. And so I started to get a taste of it from a teacher perspective. And then I found the Kane School. And I have to say, Kelly Kane, to this day, is like a mentor to me. She's amazing. She's the most knowledgeable person I've ever met. And so, like, humble and down to earth and incredible. She's like a role model. <laughs> She's like a woman, like a real woman. <laughs> and, um, and so through, through the continuing education that the school offers also, I just, I'm constantly being exposed to different ways of thinking about things and trying to help people. And, um, you know, it's cool. It's like very collaborative, you know, even as a graduate of there, you know, people kind of come together. They have a program called SAMI that's held at Mount Sinai School of Medicine. That's cadaver dissection. So it's awesome. It's like five days of intensive anatomy with the professors from Mount Sinai. So we get lectured to on different parts and each day you deal with a different part of the body. And wow. it, it's really, it's amazing. It was the most amazing experience I'd had because you look at stuff in books and you look at people, but to actually see how everything connects. Because oh. um, I, I just feel very strongly, and Kelly had always enforced this to us, that you need to know the body, you need to know the muscles because that's your roadmap. You know, when you look at somebody in front of you, why are they rotated? Why are they this way? Why are they that way? And at the end of the day, we're just trying to improve people's quality of life. You know, whether they're grandmothers, whether they're, they're going to go on a big hike, whether they're going to vacation, whatever, you know, for life. We have to prepare them for life, get them ready for life, you know, as best we can. That's amazing. Accessible sometimes, not other times, right? You know? Yeah. So. I was reading a little bit about Pilates. Joseph Pilates started it and it was like to help soldiers initially from World yes. War One. <clears throat> yes, he figured out a way and his equipment basically simulates, he realized like some of the soldiers had no legs, you know, so they couldn't sit up. So he created like this pulley system to help them get up to strengthen oh. their core so that their ab muscles were stronger. Um, and then he started, and it was really by chance when he came to the United States that his studio was in with a boxing ring studio. It was on 8th Avenue, actually, in the 50s. And I have a client who's, I think it was his uncle or maybe his grandfather that boxed in this studio. So he was like... Weird six degrees, and I was either a floor below or above. I could be historically a little wrong on that. It was a dance company, and so they started to reach out to him to help his dance to help the dancers. So that's how he became synonymous with dance a little bit. 
but he really did start out from a therapeutic recovery perspective. Um, and then it branched out. And I always love when my, my male clients are like, oh, Pilates, you know, that's for dancers. I'm like, Joseph Pilates was a man. <laughs> you know? It started with the army. <laughs> exactly. You can't get more macho than that. I'm like, come on, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Athletes need to do this, you know? <laughs> and it is a different approach, actually, when you work with men versus women in terms of the flow of a class. Um, and their appeal to athleticism and wanting to really kind of move. They like to move a little bit more. Uh-huh. Um, and then you can kind of backtrack later to fill in the pieces. So it's interesting. Yeah. When I work with my female clients, they're a little more methodical and a little more like, wait, how do I put that together? And they'll spend time working on little things, whereas men will kind of go through it. And that's a general statement. I do have male clients that are like, I don't understand how this works. Can you go through this one piece with me? Um, and everyone's a little different, you know, some people, they learn quicker, they learn slower, they, they just, don't want to deal with details so you kind of go in the back door wow. that's really interesting um if someone wanted to get started on pilates what what should they be doing uh, you know i think finding a basic class that's what i always say go, go to basics you know and understanding the vocabulary because it's its own vocabulary and knowing what does neutral spine mean for you because it's different for everybody making sure you're not in pain ever in your back or your neck because that's the biggest thing you know a lot of times people get into postures and poses and they're like this really hurts like strains it doesn't feel good um you know i i encourage a lot of a lot of people that i work with um when i teach group classes i'll say to them you know they'll come to me and say i have all these questions and they work with me maybe once one-on-one and i said that helps me because then when i look at you in class i have a better sense of what it is you need to to kind of work on and i say ask questions e- even if somebody can't do that one-on-one you know it's not feasible for them i always say ask your instructor questions and if the instructor does not answer questions find a different instructor because <laughs> it's important to really understand what it's it's about you know and and making sure you put the pieces together it's like a big onion that's how i think of pilates like you peel the layers and sometimes it's a little smelly, might make you want to cry. <laughs> and then other times it's super yummy, you know, depending on how you've cooked it. So you just have to like be patient. I've been cooking a lot also during quarantine. Great. <laughs> and I'm not a, a cook necessarily, I will tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> I am too now. <laughs> as of now <laughs> right exactly my yeah. mother's thrilled my mother's like finally you know <laughs> I tried for all those years but she didn't listen I'm like I'm okay I'm a little better now you know <laughs> that's great um and do you think Pilates is good for this time like the stress of everything anxiety um what would you say to that oh completely completely you know I yeah because the breathing that's involved, the movement that's involved. Mm. I tend to like Pilates because it does move. And so for me, it's like a moving meditation. And I can kind of get out of my head a little bit as I'm going through the class. Um, I do often throw elements of yoga into my Pilates here and there, because I think, I think they do mesh well together. Some things are inherently a little different than others, but some people don't like the stillness of yoga. So Pilates appeals a little bit better 
but I say you can find the stillness within Pilates and then maybe go to the yoga. Uh, but breathing, I think the breathing is essential. I th- and we have to move because we're, we're stuck at home. <laughs> we can move a little more now. Um, but that stay at home was a little intense. It was definitely, and, and you know, I, I'm so proud of New Yorkers in general. Like we did it. We stayed in our two by four spaces. Oh we my were gosh. so good. We were good. We were good. We, we like respected, at least I felt in the building that I'm in, everybody respected each other. You know, people were so good. They were so good. And cheering for the healthcare workers, because we happened to have a terrace. We're very lucky. We saw all these terraces and all these people. I was like, oh, 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 that's who lives there. Those are my neighbors. Oh, hi, hi. And so we would say hi to everybody at night. And so now it's, it's really kind of cool. Like if you see them on the street, you're like, hey, yeah, you live across the street. How you doing? Okay. And we, you know, you know, walk on. So community came together. Let's hope we can hold it together through the fall and the winter. Yeah, I, I hope so. New York strong, like Cuomo. That's the, yes. That's right. And I just want other states to, to listen to that. I'm like, guys, together. We have to do this together. It's not like individuals, like together, together. Uh, I think New York yeah. is doing so well too because like everyone knows someone who was affected or like you yeah. know, were affected and so it's like amazing to see everyone on the street wearing a mask and like we're re- re- very respectful. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it gives me heart. It's like I'm proud, you know. Yeah. I'm, kind of like, like, yeah. I'm from New York. We did it. Like we worked <laughs> hard. <laughs> I, yeah. know, I know. I know. I, I was laughing at one point when we saw my brother-in-law and actually my husband's three brothers, three of his brothers, he has four brothers, three of them oh. in Baltimore. And a couple, a couple of them were like, yeah, you know, wearing this mask. And we're like, you have a backyard. You can <laughs> do it. And you have a car. You can get your car and drive. Wow. You know? What a life. So, but it's, you know, but again, it's like relative and it's, it's, walking in someone else's shoes for just a minute and kind of going well yeah that affects their lifestyle like they don't really understand us being in our apartment (laughs) and going yeah we're gonna wait in line for two hours to go grocery shopping but we're gonna be okay with that we're okay six feet you know go ahead you get the cauliflower I'll I'll let you go Uh, I'll wait you're done and then I'll dip in there you know um, so I think it's, I think it's relative and I, and I think because we do all live together, we do have a sense of, we really do have to work together and we're better for it. I don't know. I just think, yeah. I think it's, we're better for it. I think so. <laughs> yeah. And something we always ask on this podcast is if you had any piece of advice to give any woman, like, like right now, what would you say? I, you know, my, my initial instinct is to say, listen to your instincts. like listen to your gut. I I think that that's a really, really big thing. Um, And it's something that at many levels, I laugh as I say this, is driven my husband crazy for years because I always say, no, that doesn't feel right. (laughs) He's like, what does that mean? We would shop for a couch and I'm like, nah, doesn't really feel right. Well, what do you not like? Do you not like the depth of it? Do you not like the curve of the arm? I'm like, I don't know, but it just doesn't feel right. And then I eventually arrive at why it doesn't feel right. But I just initially, and, and I've always followed that in terms of work, in terms of, you know, people I've worked with. Um, and the times when I haven't followed it, I've regretted that I haven't followed it. Um, and, I, and I also think if something scares you, 
you might need to go towards what scares you. And I don't mean like, ah, like a threatening scare. <laughs> More like, oh, I, I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know if I can do that. That maybe that's a hurdle that you have to, you might have to go over. And there's something good waiting on the other side of it. I try to tell my daughter that anyway. I, I don't know. We try. We see. Yeah. Well, I, I won't know for quite some time if any of that sinks in. So. I, th I think that's a great piece of advice or those two things like go towards what scares you and just really follow your instincts. I think that's really right. Yeah. I'm hoping. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa, is there anything else you'd like to add to our listeners today? No, I just think stay strong, right? Right now, that's really what we need to do. And to, um, I think self care that that is important to me obviously I'm in wellness but I, I think during this time you know there's so much going on so 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 much like so many social issues that have really like risen up um we have the COVID we everything has been revealed and so I think for me seeking to help others but I know that if I don't take care of myself I'm not going to be able to take care of others yeah. and that in turn once we do that we we can come together so I I think it it's it's a it's okay to say I have to take a moment and take a step back and take a breath um and then go ahead and take a step forward um and having a family you know and my friends and 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 if you and again this is like something I've always said to my husband I have to be with myself before I can be with you because I I just think we we need to be grounded in ourselves and then we'll be able to go forth and, and do other things. Um, self-care. Self-care is big. It doesn't mean being selfish. It just means self-care, you know? So I think that's, that's the biggest thing. I don't know if that's remotely helpful or I doubt it's very profound, but <laughs> that's what I found. I think it's so helpful. It's great. We all need to practice self-care. I think that's right. And how can people find out about your classes? How can they take your Pilates classes? So the best thing to do is to go to basefitness.com because my schedule is on there. Um, as I had mentioned, I'm also um, through the West Side Y, the Y, it should be YMC of Greater New York, actually, I should say, through Facebook Live. They've been doing a lot of classes, but they will move to a virtual programming come fall as well. Um, so you can find all that on the Y website. Some are on the Hudson, the Parks and the Rec, but all of that is compiled together on our website or I'm on Facebook or Instagram, you know, all those lovely social media platforms, which I've had to learn to navigate and humbly ask my 15 year old to help me with. Who's <laughs> like, boom, 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 here. I'm like, how did you do that? How did you, I don't understand. How did you post that? Like, Mom, I showed you. I'm like, well, you have to show me again. <laughs> but like I don't I don't I don't like get how you edited that photo so quickly you know but she does help me so it's a good thing she she definitely does but yeah base fitness that's the best way to Perfect. find any information and and I'm big I'm like I said I love questions so people can always email me and if I have an answer I'll give it if I don't I will try to find it um but I yeah I just kind of like especially in this virtual time I like to hear from people because I just like to know if there's anything I can kind of help with, you know. Great. Thank you so much for being on, Melissa. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. This is terrific. And hopefully I'll see you in class and I yeah. will look for your 
your tiny name yeah, box. My name. I was but so, probably won't see me with all the sweat <laughs> or just okay. dirty house. It's it's hysterical because every people emailed me before they took a lot of my classes and said, "Do I have to turn my camera on?" I said, no, you do not. As long as I see your name and I know you're there, it's all good. Okay. It's all good. So. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, Melissa.